If you listen to my regular podcast on Hazlitt Coffee Talk, you know that I am interviewing artists and musicians every week. I know I won't be able to interview people outside. So what I have done is put a lot of interviews into my back pocket, and I'll be posting them every other week. The weeks in between will feature music, literature, anything that you can hear by one of my interviewees. As you know, the arts have always been really important to me. They will continue to be important throughout the winter, and I hope you'll continue to listen, especially to these special features that will focus on some great works of art by the people I've interviewed. Stay tuned, because I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk Intermezzo. This week's Intermezzo is a short story written by the author Rob Mandelberg. Enjoy. Hello, this is Robert Mandelberg, and I will be reading an excerpt from my book called The Case of the Curious Campaign, published by Sterling Publishing. This book is about a small-town election for mayor, and I will be reading the chapter called The Campaign Manager. Z. Dotes, public relations entrepreneur and amateur magician, was busy developing a public relations strategy for his newest client. Z. was a skinny, wide-eyed spin doctor with a fast tongue and an even faster pen. He sat in front of the computer in his cramped office with papers piled high all around the room. Some piles were only a few inches tall, others topped three feet or more. The six filing cabinets throughout the dank, gray little office were stuffed beyond capacity, their metal frames bulging with the force of the papers packed into them. A steaming half-eaten container of chicken chow mein sat on his desk. The thick bags under Z's eyes were a result of his perpetual overwork. Despite a very successful public relations business and the considerable work that it would save him, Z Dotes refused to hire an assistant. Most days he ran around like a lunatic, answering phones, meeting clients, writing press releases, and much, much more. At times, Z was so overwhelmed that he broke down and cried right in his office, rocking back and forth like a baby. It was very sad, and a little funny, but mostly sad. Deadlines, Impatient clients, a backlog of paperwork, all these things weighed heavily on Z's mind. And this was before he decided to take on his newest client two days earlier. He was far too worked to do it, but he couldn't help himself. After all, how could he turn down a request from the mayor of Wellington to manage his political campaign? It was too great an opportunity. Z had 26 other clients, all of whom he decided he could put off until the election was over. All but one, that is. Even though Z was working on the mayor's campaign, he had one other equally important client, Quentin Milestone. Of course, Z realized it was not ethical to manage the campaigns of both candidates in the same election, but he just couldn't say no. Besides, no one had to find out because both candidates wanted to keep Z a secret. Since having been hired the week before by Quentin Milestone, Z had created a vicious campaign slandering the mayor both professionally and personally. When he wrote the television commercials attacking the mayor, he had laughed to himself about the poor loser who would have to respond to them. And now, he was that poor loser. He had only four days to revamp the mayor's campaign. Oh, how he regretted having said those nasty things about the mayor. And the worst part was that not only did he have to answer those attacks, he had to launch new ones against Quentin and then defend Quentin against them. Z took two aspirin. Mayor Ever knocked on Z's door right on time for their two o'clock strategy meeting. The mayor cleared away some papers off a chair and sat down to discuss business. The two gentlemen had barely begun to talk when the telephone rang. Z answered it. Competitive edge, Z Dote speaking, said Z. 
It was Quentin Milestone sounding very upset. Z, we need to speak right away. What's wrong? asked Z Dotes. I heard on the street that Mayor never hired himself some hotshot public relations expert. We need to talk. I'm on my way. Uh, listen, Quint, said Z, almost forgetting that the mayor was sitting right in front of him. Uh, uh, Quint, you come over later instead? I have a client with me, he said, barely saving himself. No, I'll be right there, said Quentin, and hung up before Z Dotes had time to protest. Z paled and started to tremble as beads of sweat formed on his brow. The mayor asked, is everything okay? You look awful. Who was that on the phone? No, no one. It's nothing. I'm fine. Z scrambled to find a way out of this mess. If the two candidates were to see each other in his office, they would realize they had both hired Z Dotes as campaign manager, and Z would lose both clients as well as his reputation. He tried to come up with an excuse to persuade the mayor to leave, but nothing was working. It dawned on him that he would have to do something drastic to get the mayor out. With no time to waste, Z decided to say the first thing that came to his mind. He threw his hand up to his face and screeched, Ow! Ow! My eye! Your eye? What's the matter with it? asked Mayor Ever. I, I don't know. It, it itches. It's tearing. I'm blind! I need help! Go get a doctor! Go now! You're blind? Oh my word! I'll call 911! No! What are you, nuts? They'll send an ambulance, cried Z. But it was too late. The mayor was already telling the 911 operator of Z's sudden blindness and giving him the address. The ambulance was on its way. They're sending an eye specialist, said the mayor. You have to leave now. I don't like anyone seeing me like this. Z was getting shaky. Nonsense! I'll wait with you until the ambulance... Get out! Get out! I'm blind! My eye itches! Don't you hear me? yelled Z. Okay, okay, I'll wait outside. Calm down. Z didn't want Hugh, the mayor, hanging around at all, but at least he was going to leave his office. He said, if you insist on waiting, then wait in the back of the building. Go now. Five seconds after Z heard the door slam, he saw Quentin pulling up in his Oldsmobile. Z quickly stuffed the mayor's papers under one of his piles. Quentin marched into Z's office. Z, we gotta get to work. Mayor never hired some hotshot to come after us. We need to be prepared. Z was visibly shaking. Listen, Quentin, please. We have to do this another time. I need you to leave now. I can't leave now, Z. I'm very worried about that sneaky mayor. Quentin was practically beside himself. In the mirror facing the rear window, Z could see Mayor Ever pacing back and forth outside. He jumped to his feet as panic threatened to overwhelm. No! You have to go! Go now! I can't listen now! I can't! You can't listen? Why not? Quentin was getting upset. I can't. I can't listen. Z needed to think quickly. Once again, he said the first thing that came to his mind. I can't listen. I can't hear. He clapped his hand to his ear. Ow! My ear! What? What's wrong with you? asked Quentin, alarmed. My ear! My ear! It hurts! I have an itch! It's waxy! I'm deaf! You must go now! Please, get a doctor! You're deaf? This is terrible. How did this happen? Don't you worry, Z. I'll get help right away. 
Quentin picked up the phone and called 911. Zeke could only sit there in horror as he listened to Quentin tell the 911 operator about the sudden deafness occurring at the same address as the sudden blindness just moments before. Another ambulance was dispatched. They're sending an ear specialist, said Quentin. As Quentin hung up the phone, Z looked in the mirror to see Mayor Ever heading resolutely toward the front entrance. He started hyperventilating. This can't be happening, he thought. The mayor entered the building, was about to step into the office when Z shouted, Quick! Under the desk! He was desperate. Under the desk? Whatever for? asked Quentin. Z was trying to stop Quentin under the desk as the door swung open and in stepped Mayor Ever. The two rivals were face to face, so to speak, for the first time in several years. They stared intensely, each daring the other to flinch first. Z Dotes jumped under the desk where he found a receipt that he'd been looking for since 1997. So you've come to spy on me, have you? accused Quentin. How did you know I'd be here? Why are you following me? The men's voices were raised and the argument escalated quickly. The frustrations over the past eight years had built to a boiling point. The rivals had accumulated such animosity toward one another that it took very little to set it off. This was the spark that ignited their anger. Before reason could set in, the two men began to struggle. Quentin soon gained the upper hand as he got the mare in a headlock. Quentin tightened his grip. How's that feel, mare never? I still have some moves from my old wrestling days. Quentin was finally forced to break the hold when the mare kicked him in the shin. And I still have some moves from my old football days, the mare retorted. Quentin hobbled in pain as the candidates went at each other again. Quentin reached out and grabbed the mare when his thumb accidentally poked into the mare's eye, causing him to back into a wall. The mare clutched his hand over his eye, howling in pain. I can't see, he screeched. Quentin lunged for him, but tripped and knocked the side of his head into an overstuffed filing cabinet. Quentin grabbed his ear and started wailing uncontrollably. Z Dotes watched from under the desk. At last, Mayor Ever and Quentin Milestone staggered in pain out of the office into the street, holding their ear and eye respectively. The ambulances pulled up and the candidates were directed to the appropriate specialists. Z breathed a sigh of relief. That was a close one, he said, as he settled into his chair, put his feet up on his desk, and finished eating his chicken chow mein. I love the arts, and I love to talk, and that's why I'm talking to local artists. And if you like listening, then subscribe to my podcast. You can do it on this page, on iTunes, or anywhere you get podcasts. I'm Lucille Sapio, and this is Hazlitt Coffee Talk.